Austin loves guns. Visit the range at Austin, 52,000 square feet of truly modern Texas fun. Bright, open, and inviting with 7,000 square feet of retail, including new and used guns. Doesn't matter if you're a seasoned pro shooter or are completely new to guns. The range at Austin has something for everyone. It's the perfect place to grab some friends, do the Texas thing, and shoot a machine gun, take a private lesson, or grab a membership. The range at Austin is located off 35, 10 minutes south of downtown, open to all seven days a week. Visit the range austin.com to do the texas thing and book a package buy a membership or learn more yo 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 three guys on sports on this wednesday happy national sign day early at national commitment day today so we will be keeping you posted longhorn commits uh they rank right now fifth for the 2024 class but i am Noah kreitz uh three guys on sports the other three guys here today sawyer stall my hey, guy how we doing good 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 how are y'all I'm good. And Johnny Rude joins us as well for the rest of the week. Johnny, what's going on? Yeah, first, I got to push the on button. That's I'm right. doing good. It seems like every day since we've been doing this, Sawyer's getting shorter. It's, you're That's lower chair. Lower to the chair. I'm train, uh, you know, I heard there's only one way to go in this business, and that <laughs> is. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. It just shrinks down. He's learning radio so quickly. So fast. Yes, he's totally get it. Yeah, that chair. This one's like the high chair, doesn't go down. That one's the low chair. Yeah, you, you stay down there. So you try to keep poison. a low profile. That's all right. Hey, we like that. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, so, yeah, today, as I mentioned, uh, National Signing Day. It's the early National Signing Day. I think there's two, technically. One's later on in 2024, but 2023 uh, finishing off. So we will keep you posted on that today. Uh, Going to get a little different with it. Uh, talk about some, like I said, the current commits and possible commits coming in, what the crystal ball is saying. Um, if any news, there is some live signings happening at some of these schools right now. We will keep you posted. Uh, a little do you care, of course, coming at 1130. Uh, just football news in general. We'll touch a little bit with uh, Texas basketball. Didn't really talk about them much. Uh, they did play LSU. I believe that was in Houston, right? They played a game down there in Houston. I believe so, yeah. And they did win 96-85. Uh, to 85. That was on Saturday the 16th. They're coming into it, that stretch of three kind of uh, smaller school. You know, you got Texas a and Community college, you got it looks like <laughs> North, North Isn't North the Carolina. big Texas A&M in a community college, too? Yes. Mm. Wait. Oh, it's Corpus Christi. I'm an idiot. I said community, community. college. Well, there, you know, say, well, you know, I'm, hey. I'd rather go to Texas A&M at I'm the beach idiot. than Texas A&M. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Prison yeah. campus. Corpus Christi. Um, then they play UT Arlington, but then they get into Big 12 play in the New Year, January 6th. They're going to start off here at the Moody Center against Texas Tech. Um, and some some new teams will be playing Cincinnati. That's a fresh one. UCF, obviously, this last year of the Big 12 for the Longhorns in uh, basketball. It'll be interesting. I just, they got some good teams joining, including Houston, who that'll be oh, a big yeah, one. Houston. They're ranked third currently. Incredible program. Incredible program. And then Longhorns are at 19th as we sit. Oklahoma is balling out, too. They're seventh. Yeah. I mean, they've had a surprisingly, again, not really... The powerhouse you would think, but right. off to a decent start and really had good numbers and solid. Yeah, Absolutely. Playing good basketball. Uh, I believe that they've either only lost one game. I have to look at this exactly, but I, they are doing very well considering. Um, yeah, we'll touch on that. Got some stories, though, we want to touch on. Uh, John Morant, he's back. Uh, had a big game last night, so we'll uh-huh. talk about that in the post game. Aaron Rodgers, I believe I just saw a report come in that he was – placed off of, uh, he's active technically, but it won't, sounds like he won't be playing. Uh, a little contradictory here for the article that we're reading. Yeah, because according to you know his good friend that he does his Pat McAfee yeah, show right, right. on our sister stage right here. But it is, um, 
He doesn't want to play. He's not yeah, going to play. Which makes which, total sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. There's, there's no upside. I got to be 100%, and uh, yeah. shockingly, I'm not 100%. Yeah. I, I thought I'd be 100% for the last, I don't know, 14 weeks. <laughs> he did <laughs> say, on, though, Raj. he doesn't see himself being done after the 2024 season. Which is ideal for Jets fans. Yeah. I mean, they they got four plays out of the game. Well, guy. he got a year of rest. I know. A year so. of rest, and so you'd think he'd come <laughs> right. around for next year. But yeah, he, he will be sitting out. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. He is going to be. Uh, packing it in for 2023-2024, so Jets fans going to have to wait until September of 2024 for that. Uh, we got Tommy DeVito stories, a little yeah. uh, pizza pizza action here. That took, a, about that took a huge Soprano <laughs> twist. Though, yeah, the soprano weekend. twist. This is our new pizza gate. <laughs> yes. What's going on with DeVito? Uh, with that, some NFL stories, FSU, uh, obviously they went 13-0 and and did not make it into the college football playoffs. There's an article that we'll be touching on talking about them possibly having talks. Do they stay in the ACC? I mean, there's a little disrespect yeah. for the ACC, obviously. That would be interesting if that's uh, a school that the SEC would want to kind of you know get. That's been brought up before multiple times. Now that the Big Ten has total of, I believe now it's up to, are we up to 20? Is that right? 20 teams? There's a lot. Yeah. Um, that that would make sense. It's either 18 or 20. I'm, I'm messing up right here. It's but becoming a small NFL. Small NFL. Yeah, feels basically. like AFC, NFC. That's legit what it's Yeah, it's true. Like. And it's kind of because they do split it in divisions, so. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, sadly, report came out last night, saw this. We thought C.J. Stroud for your Houston Texans uh, would be oh. playing, and he might be out. It sounds like likely out yeah, it against does not, Cleveland. When yeah. they're already saying that on a Tuesday, it does not feel good. No, it does not. So, And that's a game that, I mean, right there, both in the playoff hunt, uh, Browns sit there at five. They have nine wins to the Texans' eight wins who are looking inside the playoffs. Uh, but that division is still up for technically both of them. But yep. um, we will see what happens there as the weeks go on. Uh, the Case week Keenum begin the start. Case Let's Keenum get it. Yeah, keep rolling, Case. I mean, other concerning news is Will Anderson missed practice again, and Blake Cashman and Nico Collins. Uh-oh. So we're rolling Oof. the same lineup Uh-oh. as yeah. last week. No, they won last week. I know they did. But Browns a little bit of a different, <laughs> yeah, a little, little different, different. little different team. So yeah, like we said, uh, mentioned. It's commitment day. We're going to be seeing people put on the Longhorns uh, hats or not. Uh, and so a lot of uh, lot of commits have came in for the Longhorns. Like I said, they're put here at 24-7 sports at fifth overall ranking, fifth and fourth. Composite rank their fifth overall rank sitting at fourth, only behind Georgia, Alabama, and Florida State uh, for that specific one. Um, and you got four, uh, four five-star commits. I know Ryan Wingo is a big one to watch because mm-hmm. he is not signed uh, his letter of intent yet. No. He is a hard commit, quote-unquote. Um, and note, the guy is from St. Louis. There's been a lot of talks of Missouri uh, being a spot with the way Missouri's played and uh, you know, hometown, home state guy. That would make some sense. But uh, Missouri, Georgia, Michigan, uh, some of the names Alabama. But this is the top guy uh, at his position he is ranked fourth, technically, uh, for wide receivers, a straight-up five-star. So that, you would want to see him just officially commit for the Longhorns here, um, and that could be happening, I believe. it. I saw a tweet, it should be happening today, I, I would assume. So yeah. I do have it here on the screen live, so anytime Perfect. someone Thank else you. does Thank sign, you, we will get the update. I have no special Excellent. sound effects for that, though. Yeah, no, that's okay. I'll just go, <laughs> 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 well, We have a signing. There, there, there it is, yeah. Um, some other news I saw. We'll get to do you care. Uh, we'll talk a little coaching hot seat. Co- we got some NFL coaches we know uh, are already, their spots already open. Uh, up. Chargers being one of them, and I'll get to a possible candidate now that uh, the Chargers are looking to get. Save that for the 1130 segment. But, um, yeah, 
Where we start, guys? Uh, I, I honestly think Longhorn signings. I want to ask you, the listeners, 512-834-1027, what's the most memorable signing to you, right? Mm. Like, that doesn't mean it has to be the best, right? Your, your, your VYs of the world or whoever it might be. B. John Robinson being a five-star recently. Um, you know, Colin Simmons, even a huge one we just uh, here got from uh, Duncanville, uh, the linebacker position. A lot of five-stars um, a part of this class. But what is the most memorable one to you throughout the years? Who was someone you go, this guy is either good, bad, or ugly? Yeah, yeah. Turned into something. Uh, you remember the name. You remember him signing to Texas. Yeah. Like for me, I remember I was in high school and Rashawn Gary, who now is a big, you know, star in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers, he committed to Michigan and everyone, you know, I was around mm-hmm. jumping up and down because that was the top guy. Came from the same school as Jabril Peppers in New Jersey. I have a few just commits that just stick to my mind. I'm like, this guy is going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, Najee Harris was one where, or, or even with that, like, who who do you think was going to go to Texas and, and went somewhere else? Like, uh, for me, Najee Harris, he was supposed to go to Michigan, mm-hmm. and then he ended up flipping to Bama. Mm-hmm. And so that one was just for me, like, that's the question I want to ask. 512-834-1027. The line is open for texts and calls today. Uh, anyone stick to you guys' mind? Mine's a more sentimental thing just okay. because, but um, back, well, I guess it's been almost 10 years ago now, uh, Dean Lowry, who okay. is a member of the Minnesota Vikings now, he's a defensive lineman, played most of his career for the Green Bay Packers, was in my daughter's high school class. Really? And oh, so wow. it was, And I was covering high school sports back in Illinois, back when this was happening, and so I was there when he saw, when he had did the whole hat shuffle in front of him and everything, and he so signed, ended up going to Northwestern, and so he got not only a great degree. Oh yeah, good he's school. been very good. He was he was a starter for the Packers. They traded him in off season last year. He's kind of been a little overshadowed in Minnesota, but it's just kind of a, like a personal thing because I knew the kid. You know, he's a great yeah, kid, real nice, and good to see he's uh, being successful. Yeah, it's huge. It, mine's more of a a recruitment story, I think, yeah, just yeah. because it was such dark days during this period. But uh, the the whole lore of why Johnny Manziel never went to Texas mm. is uh, you know, the whole That's recruiting right. yeah. of that, yeah. and then he goes to Texas A and M. We see what he does there. And it's like when Texas takes that big down slope and starts going. I mean, those are the true dark ages of Texas sure, in yeah. recent history. And just thinking, it's like, man, what could have been? But I mean, looking long long run, probably didn't want to part of program. Yeah, I mean, didn't want part of program. I mean, he had a great college career. Absolutely, had a lot of fun in Austin too. Of course, also the the little fun. shunning of little that's but stunning would be more the word of Quinn going to Ohio State. Sure, you uh-huh. know, with that yep. quick deal. Uh, yeah. Glad to see he finally. Came to the burn orange. He came to the burn orange after uh, yeah, CJ Stroud was in front of him, uh, and it's 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 working out for the Texan himself, uh, Mister Quinn Ewers. He will be. We'll see. I mean, also that too. I want to touch on. Do you guys think? And we've touched on it a lot. Obviously, if the Longhorns win a title, another question I want to ask: five one two eight three four one zero two seven. Does Quinn stay? I've been wondering that. Does Quinn stay? Because his stock's definitely going to go up. Let's call it out as from an NFL perspective. If the Longhorns come out and win a national title this year, I, I think his stock for sure will rise. But would he mm. stay at that point? Now, if he loses, mm. is there more of a shot that he would stay if they lose um, in, a, in a title game or or even to Washington? Not going to win. None of those happen. But what do you think there with that? Personally, I think he has to come back at least one more year just okay. because his first season, uh, the injury, he was a little inconsistent. This year he's been better, still had a little injury problem. Injury problem but yeah. I still think right. he needs that one solid year. And he had it this year, but I think he need more than one to make sure because there's just so much. And he doesn't need the money, so it's not a, a money grab jump. So I think he's come back one more year, at least one more. Okay. I mean, it's tough, though. I mean, you win the big one. Mm-hmm. 
is there really a reason to come back at that point? Especially That's with, question, I mean, right? if I'm Quinn too, do I want to go as a top pick in the first part of the draft? Or do I want to be a quarterback in waiting? Like we see with some of these teams that draft a guy back into the first round, second round, put him behind a veteran quarterback. Like they did yeah. Jordan Love in Are we sure Green he's Bay. a top tier one though? Yeah. Mm, see, I mean, he's had really one solid year. Yeah. But my, he's 18. My worry about if I was Quinn is I haven't stayed healthy for one full year. Is that the peak of what my powers are going to be True. winning a national title if I roll through two of these top four teams? Yeah. There's just a lot of guys in front of them. I'm going to mm-hmm. call it how it is. I think, Quinn, the thing is with this draft class, we're seeing actually a decent amount of good quarterbacks. Caleb Williams has been talked about now for a few years. Yeah. Right? Number one guy. I'd be shocked if he doesn't go number one unless the Bears think to do something else. But I think... Um, Caleb Williams is pretty much locked for that. Drake May is another guy uh, you, you throw in there as well. Even Bo Nix of the world, the Jalen Daniels, who Jalen Daniels just won the Heisman. I had put him at my three spot, mm-hmm. Michael Penix. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on, um, and, and you wonder what what he's going to do. So if he wins a title, the stock has to go up. Yeah. Um, but, but if I'm Quinn, do I want to go to the Bears? I don't think so. Do I want to go to the Cardinals? I don't think so. If I have the Bears, I, like, I, yeah, he can come there. Yeah, yeah exactly. You see, yeah, as a fan, you'd think that. But I understand why those teams in those top 5, 10 draft picks would take these guys, like your Drake Mays, your Caleb Williams, even your Bo Nix at a certain point. Um, that's why people are looking at Jaden Daniels at the back half of the draft being yeah. a huge steal for a, a team. Look at I, Lamar I think went 30. Yeah, I still think right. there's going to be some right. good quarterbacks second, third round this year. So this, mm-hmm. I think oh, it's yeah. a deep class. And I don't remember what class. noise I said I was going to make, but Penn State getting a new target for their quarterback. They have just got the signing from a tight end. His name is, his last name's Reynolds. Why are they, X, everything is just their last name. Okay. What star are we talking here? He is a officially the newest member. He was at the Cheshire Academy in Westford, Massachusetts. All right, little East Coast guy, James Franklin. That's his name. Nope, that's right. That's the coach's coach's name. See, that's the coach name. I Luke Reynolds. There it Luke is. Reynolds. Luke. Took me a while to find that one. He did have some good things, but he had some struggles against both Ohio State and Michigan. Mm. So mm. good luck, Penn State. That's your new tight end. Yeah. The good thing for Penn State here in the Big Ten outlook is now they don't have to play Michigan and Ohio State. There's not the East and West that both the SEC and the Big Ten have eliminated officially. So that keeps his job for a few more years because that's can never get over the hump of beating Michigan or Ohio State, referring to James Franklin, Penn State. Uh, but yeah, we will touch more on uh, the recruits. Uh, who are the hard commits? We'll kind of touch, get an outlook of who possibly will be signed with the Longhorns, looking at Ryan Wingo. Uh, Bubba Hampton's a four-star that is also a hard commit. See if he will fish sign. And then the transfers, talk again about them. Two four-star transfers have signed, one from Clemson, the other one from Houston with the Longhorns. We'll see what they do. Coming back, we are three guys on sports with Johnny, with Sawyer, with Noah. We'll be back, 512-834-1027. Three guys on sports, back on this Wednesday edition, talking a lot about signings. College football, we're getting all over the board here. Uh, Johnny Root, my guy, Sawyer Stahl, and I am Noah Kreitz, coming live from the ESPN studios here. Um, wanted to touch a little bit on, Johnny, you were talking about possible uh, legacy signings yeah, happening. Give me some names that we, you got here. Interesting legacy signings, and I, I thought it was the son of Adrian Peterson, but it was the actual younger brother mm. of Adrian Peterson. His name is Frankie Arthur. He has signed his letter of intent for University of Central Florida, who's made some football news in the past. And then from a Chicago Bears Hall of Famer, Brian Urlacher's son, 
has signed, his name's Chandler Erlocker. He's a safety. He signed with Notre Dame. Whoa, there you go. Here you go. If you remember back to Brian Erlocker playing at New Mexico State, remember That's he right. was mm-hmm. a safety as well. They That's converted. Crazy. So we'll see what happens. Congratulations to both. There you go. Some big name signing. Uh, Want to touch a little bit about this. We brought it up earlier. Uh, Florida State, obviously, not getting into the playoffs. Uh, Longhorns jump them. Same with Alabama. Although undefeated in the ACC, 13-0. Uh, beating LSU as well. That was their out-of-conference big game win. They did not make it. They will be playing Georgia in the Orange Bowl. Uh, pretty much a consolation prize. The Both teams not happy about it, but Florida State specifically very not happy about it. Got the state getting involved with the NCAA. Uh, you know, With them in the ACC, now this is the ACC. Let's not forget they added three teams, yep. right? They added Cal, they added Stanford, and they added SMU. Which, you know, those teams were kind of fighting to find a spot once the Pac-12 disbanded. Yeah. And half of them went to the Big Ten and half of them went to the Big 12. Uh, you look around, you see Stanford and Cal go, where do we go? We do not want to be in the same spot as Oregon State and Washington State, which mm-hmm. will pretty much be joining, it sounds like, uh, the Mountain West and what they do with that name of the conference. We don't know, but that's the teams they're going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ACC... It just has not lived up to no. uh, the standards that we've seen it throughout these years. Now, Clemson's had its time. They've won some championships. That's great. But they went 8-4 and four this year, right? Florida State did go 13-0 and 0, but did not get the respect. The teams there, they don't. it's not the same old Miami that we remember from the early 2000s. That, that program has not been fixed. Mac Brown's doing what he can, but North yeah. Carolina's just eight wins always, it feels like, every year. The Virginia Techs. I mean, you, you can go down the list of teams that just have not been really performing to the standard that they have been in the past. Um, but Florida State, I bring that up because they come out and there's uh, possible talks that they've been having about switching up conferences. Now, it's a name been thrown around because of the region and the SEC, sure. right? Florida's one of the teams they play every year, and that's mm-hmm. a rivalry, obviously. And just the geography there, that would make sense. But wanted to get a little bit on that. So you brought this article up uh, here. W- what does it say a little bit about what their talks are? Florida State referring to ACC in their talk. I understand the the real reason that they want to move mm. is because of they see the way the revenue share goes for schools sure. and the SEC and the uh, Big Ten in particular. And that's kind of one of the things they're more interested in. But I like to think of it as that this is a huge overreaction for getting skipped, passed mm. over <laughs> on this college football playoffs. And the way I look at it is if we look at last year's 2023 Oscars, right? All right? Yeah. It's a oh, beautiful slate of movies, yeah. okay? You know, you had a lot of you had a lot of contenders in there. The movie everyone felt got robbed was Colin Farrell and uh, Colin Farrell's Banshees of Insurance. Oh, all right? Right. Yeah. yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. Good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good movie. Not, good movie. Seen, yeah. All that. But uh, you know what people wanted to see? People wanted to see Avatar The Way of Water. Right. People wanted to see Top Gun Maverick, okay? Yep. Oh, yeah. mm, you yeah. know what won? Everything, everywhere, all at once. No, I mean, Crazy all those movies, Okay. fantastic action movie. in them. You know what? And I think that's why they ultimately got passed over for this college football playoff. Not enough action. Over, not enough action. Not we enough. wanted a good product, and right. now they're just in a complete, they're tilted. They're completely tilted out here, and they feel like because they're in the ACC that they're not getting the recognition because they're not playing the opponents. They're not playing to a standard that a Big Ten, that a SEC would play for. And even even the Pac-12 yeah. this year, and it was the last year for the Pac-12 to do it because you have an undefeated Oregon State and what's left of that Pac-12, even mm-hmm. though they're going Mountain West. I don't think that team would make no. college football playoffs. And, and don't forget, a lot of these teams that might be looking for a new home or new, they look not only 
is the, the revenue there, but also with what these networks are signing, too. I mean, you've got Fox that are signing huge deals with the Big Ten and the SEC. And, I mean, they see these numbers, too, and it's it's money. Let's face it, it all comes down to money at the end of oh, the day. Yeah. And so if, F, if FSU thinks they can jump up to the south to the SEC or somewhere else that's going to get one of more shares in there, it should be done. I mean, because, like you said, they've been kind of mediocre in a mediocre division for a while now. They're oh, not yeah. the powerhouse they used to uh-huh. be. So it makes sense if they can find it. But of course, if you ask them, they, they say right now they don't expect to make any changes. No. They're, they're currently under contract. And they expect to, you know, take obey that. Yeah. All that. What conference would y'all want to see them go to? I think the SEC. I think that's what that makes pick. sense. I mean, it makes sense geologically, yeah. but Geogra- that doesn't matter. Well, I mean, at that point, geographically, no, none because, of these things make right. sense. You got Stanford anymore. coming. In. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, it's like it's all over the place. I just now, don't think there's an improvement other than the Big Ten and the SEC. Like the Big Twelve is maybe a little bit better now than the ACC, but is yeah. that much of a step up? Is that kind of the team the conference you were thinking of, or what? I would say Big Ten. Okay. In that the SEC, there's just too many mouths to feed now. It's okay. it's such a crowded house, yeah. and I feel like you're going to get lost in the shuffle over there. Too. That's something that Texas could almost run into at a certain point, could. too, with how many competitive and powerhouse schools are in there now and going around. I mean, we're looking at a college football playoff next year, 12 teams. What if like four or five come out of the SEC because of one or two lost, and then everyone's going to be all pissy about it? I mean, don't forget, I mean, Georgia got knocked out just because of that last game of the season. They didn't aren't going to lose much this year either. They're going to be right back where they were. Number one class right now. Alabama's always going to be there. And so, yeah, I mean, I could see four or five come out of that. Mizzou coming on hot at the end of the year. Like, they'd be in it right now, Missouri, Missouri, if we had that 12-team format. I'm pretty pretty confident about that. Um, Yeah, no, I I, I hear you. I mean, we'd take them in the Big Ten, but again, miles to feed. That, That conference has so many teams but at this point does that even really matter i don't think so mm. it's gotten to that point where we started off the big 10 had 10 teams and then it moved to you know 12 13 14 and it just is shot up same with the sec where they're just adding all these teams but that brand florida state what they're doing from a recruiting standpoint they're top five right now mm-hmm. they got the guys they've built that feels like that program is back to what florida state standards are of mm-hmm. competing for titles because for a while they're once Jimbo was gone and packed up and went over to College Station, that team has been looking to find, you know, what what are we? Who are right. we? We're not. That's when Clemson had their years, right? When the ACC mm-hmm. was available. Um, so Florida yeah. State won a title. Yeah, well, James Winston, not even right. that long ago. Right. Yeah, it was a decade long. ago, right? About a decade ago, and yeah. then Jimbo leaves, right? So it wasn't like it's been that long. That is a top, I'd say, blue blood close to it when it comes to football. It's, yeah. it's borderline, if you want to call it borderline. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, Big Ten-wise, who would be, my question to you, it can't just be one team. Who, who would be the pairing? Would it be a Miami? Would it be a Clemson? Mm. I think what Clemson is, they've built that up, that brand, but that's not... Uh, it, historically, is Clemson's not been amazing, no, right? No. Like it's not, and it's not a team like a Florida State or even Miami, where I almost want to say North Carolina makes sense. North Carolina would make some sense. Yeah, sure, I just yeah. think Mac Brown is more of a Big Ten feel. Sure, Boston College would be fun in the Big mm-hmm. Ten. It feels like just like Maryland too. <laughs> it's like yeah, Maryland. Yeah, or Rutgers, Rutgers yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, right. Which Rutgers is you know Greg Schiano's turned that program yeah, around yeah. at least get win some games, but. That addition the Big Ten made when they brought Maryland and uh, Rutgers in was really for TV deals, right? They wanted 100%. that New York market. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, 
I don't know how much that really helped. I don't know how many diehard, you know, Rutgers, uh, Scarlet Knight fans there are. You know, guys in Jersey, I'm sure, were watching it, right? Like, <laughs> Sopranos. And then was Marilyn, it Shiano on an episode of The Sopranos? I think he I'm was, yeah. Sure he was. I'm re-watching The Sopranos, by the way, so okay. you can hear, yeah, yeah, hear a lot of that. Fantastic. I started re-watching it again. Show. But it was, was it when they decided they were going to go to the Big Ten that Marilyn went, you know what, let's just make the craziest uniforms ever. Let's just get all the They just make no sense yeah. at all. The flag, the state flag and whatnot. Yeah, it's they, they just have been, to be honest, I, I'm very excited excited as a Big Ten fan for the addition of Oregon and Washington, USC and UCLA. thing with the transfer portal kind of pivoting here, that is one team I've seen have so many guys in the portal, and that's USC. What is going on over there? Lincoln Riley obviously lost six games this year. Their expectations were to win the Pac-12 and be probably a playoff team. A lot of people had them in there. Colin Coward still has them to make the college football playoffs. (laughs) Really? All right. Well, I mean, Mr. West Coast himself. Uh, but yeah, it's that that is one team. I, obviously, I hate to say it, Aggie fans. I've seen a lot of guys from A and M, but that's what happens uh-huh. when you they get just a lost coach, a wide receiver, right? Lost another, lost another wide receiver, and it's just kind of the game that this is, right? There's a few teams that you see are just hitting the portal. It's funny now because college football is becoming NFL in the off season. I mean, it is you're seeing all these people move from team to team. It's just like you see free agency yeah. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, so and I, I've got actually something to go kind of just back into the tip of the waters into yeah. the uh, re- signing day. Interesting that since 2021, which is just a couple of years ago, seven of the top five recruits have already entered or are in the transfer portal. So no matter where they're originally signing for, it within a couple of years, they're already, anything. you know, almost, I you know, said five, seven out of the top five have already looked yeah, for It feels like the else. average player is transferring like two to three times. It, it really feels like that. We had... Uh, and you know, what kind of education are these boys getting? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All those cr- all those credits, credits transferred. They're all transferred. Is your business over? degree going to be the same at the University of Texas as it is at Oregon State? Yeah. Uh, probably not. Right? Then that's that's the question. Is you know, is that ever going to slow down? Is the portal? Is there ever going to get a grip of these guys want to stay and fight for their position? But if there's opportunity in the way the NIL works, yeah. I mean, you can't really fault these guys for going and getting their bag, going and getting some cash. Like, look at Malik Murphy. Uh, you know, he's doing, he need that, that's a transfer that actually makes sense. We got someone on the line here. would love to hear. Uh, let's get to it right before we go to break. Caller, hello. Northside Dave. Northside Dave, North what's side. going on? All right, I got a couple of takes here okay. um, on alignment and the playoffs. Yes. So, from next year, I think this is the last year we see a Heisman Trophy winner who doesn't make the playoffs. Mm. Mm. He's gonna play. Think about that. Yeah. Interesting. He's not twelve teams. Like say, they're, they're not. He's, he's not playing. But with twelve teams in the playoffs, you're not gonna see anybody missing the bowl games now. These players, okay? Because now they got from the playbook. Yeah. The other thing I got is with this conference realignment. Now you're gonna see teams that that pretend to be good, like Crafts Conference, for example. <laughs> they rule the West Division because there's nobody there. Right. Then they go to the Big Ten championship and get their butts kicked. Now with Oregon State, Washington come in, I think you're going to see a lot of these pretender schools, and you're going to see the top-tier schools start to play. And to me, this is going to be exciting because next football season, it's going to be like watching a bowl game every mm-hmm. week. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no. that's my take. I have spoken. Yes, Northside Dave, appreciate Dave. the call. No, I'm with you. That is, he makes a good point there. Uh, we'll get back to it. I know we're about to get to break, but that is the good news about the 12-team format. Maybe you don't like it. Maybe it's too many bowls, but those guys should be playing, referring to all the top guys that aren't going to be playing in the Cheez-Its Bowl or the you know Pop-Tart Bowl. If I'm a NFL 
prospect, I'm not doing that either. No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Sorry, it's just a meaningless bowl game. I hate to say it, unless you're in the big dance. Which we've seen people lose money in those games. Seen people lose some cash. Yes, and now what? I'm hungry for pop tarts. Yeah, <laughs> some cheese on the other side too. We'll get to the get to the vending machine here at break. But uh, we will come back with some. Do you care? It's three guys on sports. One five one two five one two eight three four one zero two seven. Three guys on sports. Back. No crates. Sawyer Stall and Johnny Rude today on this Wednesday. Uh, doing a little do you care here, getting right into it. Uh, so you want to take it away? You said you got something going on with the AP Coach of the Year. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, the AP poll back at it again. Um, the winner was Washington's Kalen DeBoer. Uh, he received 113 points overall from the uh, AP Top 25 poll voters, which easily outpaced Florida State's Mike Norvell. Sorry, Florida State. You're no, all short you just again. Ooh, stuck again. Just again. I'm not going to be allowed anywhere near the Seminoles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I, I'm just wondering, do y'all care? Does this matter that uh, this is more juice going into Washington? Uh, mm. About to have to play them in the poll game. I know they've got a Heisman Trophy winner over yep. there. They've got the Coach of the Year over yep. there now. Or is this just two notches in Texas's belt getting ready for a potential national championship game? I think it's more about the notches for the belt. I uh-huh. mean, yeah, it's it's good for Washington to have that. But man, you, you're leading into a bowl game, one of the biggest ones for both teams, in, in a lot of years. I still think it's yeah. I. I to me, it's, it's it's okay, but yeah, no, not really caring too much. Mm-hmm. So it says two seasons last year, are twenty four and two. That is very impressive. Reading through this, Old Sarkeesian did not receive really any nominations or votes for this, which is uh, definitely upsetting to see. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, those those accolades get pretty heavy coming into a game like that. Mm-hmm. So that it could be a lot weighing on the Huskies going into the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I think part of that probably is, I know it's the 2023 award, but what he did last year, getting them out of, I think they, yeah, I'm looking right here, they're four and four eight, eight. Uh, with Jimmy Lake as their coach. So, I mean, like you said, only two losses uh, on the, the belt for him, for the Huskies. And he, he's turned that program into what Washington has been for mm-hmm. the past few years and maybe even more. I mean, making another playoff appearance. I believe this is only their second one. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they're, they're taking care of business over there. It's interesting that Sarkeesian didn't get... Uh, any recognition? I think that he definitely is one of the top coaches for sure. Um, top five, maybe even top three. Uh, you know, lost one game, and but went into Alabama and had, I still believe, the most impressive win in college yeah. football. So, um, and what he's done with the program that has been a, I mean, let's call it how it is, a very mediocre program Texas has been the past decade. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really has. With Obviously, we've talked about all the coaching changes they've had from Strong to Herman to whatnot. But he's taken this team all the way to the top. Yep. Got him to a Big 12 championship. Won that with the last year of it, which I think speaks so many volumes. We're very focused right now. The Longhorns Nation is on the playoffs, and I get that. But you look back and you step away from it. It's like, yeah, regardless of what happens, the fact that they're going into the SEC this prepared, they're top five in recruiting, they only lost one game this year, and you just won a Big 12 championship, and you have the last laugh as the Big 12 changes completely, yep. and you go to the big dogs in the SEC. I mean, you got it. You got to just kind of tip of the cap to Texas. They've really, um, I don't want to say overperformed, but considering what the the you know people had them projected to win the Big 12, and they did it. And yeah. Texas mean, fans are, were reluctant to be, eh, you know, some were, hey, I, when it happens, it happens, and it did. So I, I think he deserves consideration for referring to Coach Sarkeesian for sure. So. I'd agree with that as well. Yeah. Do you care? I, I'll move it on from here. Uh, do you care? Keep it in the coaching world. Just saw this report come out. Not surprised at all. My Michigan Wolverines and Jim Harbaugh, the Chargers, have expressed interest mm. in hiring mm. Jim Harbaugh McCheats a lot. 
Um, so yeah, Wait, that's his name. Yeah, that's his yeah. Name. Nobody, nobody knew that. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh uh, has had, and this came out a couple weeks ago, uh, working on a five-year. University of Michigan is working on a five-year, fifty-five million dollar extension to keep Harbaugh in Ann Arbor. My question is, you know, do you just do that if you're Jim? Do you maybe have to pay some more consequences? I don't know what that would look like with all the stuff that's happened. He was suspended for the games he was already. Mm-hmm. Cheeseburger Gate, even before that, the school themselves did a self-suspension on him. So he missed legit six games this year. The bad boy of college coach. Bad boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but he... The Chargers is an interesting one. When it comes to the Bears, that, that's a place he played. Right, Johnny? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and yeah, you know yeah, that yeah, was a good yeah. quarterback for them, and that's obviously been thrown around. I think those two would be the only two that really make sense. That's if they get rid of Eberflus. The Chargers' role and spot is open. Mm-hmm. But if you're the Chargers, let's start off on that side of things. Is that the direction you want to go? You want to go with a coach who, you know, I mean, let's call it out it is. Jim's getting a little bit older. I think he still has legs. But does I, I, to me, just watching what Jim Harbaugh's done with the University of Michigan, he's built that program up to where it needs to be, you know, back to the, the big name Michigan winning, you know, Big Ten titles that they hadn't been doing, just like Texas since early on when we had Lloyd Carr, very similar timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, do you leave what you kind of have there? And I know there was all that turmoil this year with the cheating and the, the Connor Stallions, but they could still win a title this year. Um, do you leave a place like that if you're Jim Harbaugh to go try it out with the Chargers? What would you do uh, in that? You know, let's talk in Jim Harbaugh's seat here. What would you do? I, I always go back to something I've heard, and it goes back to Pete Carroll. And it always is, up until I think he was with Seahawks, there's always some, that, that little thing about Pete Carroll. Is, eh, he, he does some shady things, but he doesn't really get called out for it. But he always seems to head on to the next thing before he gets caught doing the last, last thing. thing. Right. And I think Harbaugh's yeah, kind of got fair. a little bit of that in him as well. So I, I, I can't say that I wouldn't be surprised if he decides to, especially if they win a championship, yeah. Yeah. to be like, you know what, I'm just going to get ahead right of this next one before yeah. something, yeah. Else, yeah. Big, before something else really big drops. <laughs> yeah. so, That's a fair uh, point. I do agree. And then the thing that goes, uh, especially with your point of if he wins a national title here, then it's kind of like he's got that piece there. Yeah. The only thing that he would have left to kind of go do is go back to the sure. NFL and point. have some unfinished business. I think he'd be a fantastic coach on the Chargers, too. When you think about his tenure with the 49ers, mm-hmm. you look at how those teams were kind of similar in the way they're built. You sure. have a, a dual-threat quarterback. Yep. You have a very fast-paced offense with yes. some good wide receivers. And then uh, all the pieces should be there on defense for them to have a good defense. And I think that he could really kind of whip the Chargers into, I don't know, a, a 60% win team yeah, <laughs> instead of being Because you've got 50. Bosa still on the on the uh-huh. defense. you got and a you couple know, years left of Khalil Mack. Yeah, you say, yeah, you know Keenan's asking for it. Come on, somebody come in and just help me. Give me give me yeah. one good run of the playoff. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and Justin Herbert, as you mentioned, that's just a, a guy you you got to re-sign him eventually. His contract's coming up, right? Or did he re-sign? Or is it, is yeah, he's already re-signed. He's one of the big extensions. ones. That's right. He's one of the ones that has this extensions. Uh, this was that was that this offseason, him yes. and Joe Burrow, right? Him, Burrow, yeah. and Lamar, Lamar, all got money. Lamar and Jalen Hurts, I believe. But just like what we talked about with Quinn Ewers, if, if you win the championship, you've kind of done everything you want. Why not step right away off in the sunset? Just, you know, look into it. And Unless I would want a Heisman or something. I, yeah. see, I, I can't. I hate to say this, but I think he would be a good fit in San Diego. Yeah, Harbaugh. I really see it. I can see him. Harbaugh, absolutely. I take Harbaugh in San Diego or LA. Sorry. I San mean, Diego, they'll always be San Diego thing, Chargers. Yeah. All right. You well, because he had ties with San Diego State, so that would have been even better. Yeah. He coached, yeah. coached at too, San Diego yeah. University. Oh, that's right. San Diego, it's, yeah. it's the same. You know, but he was in San Diego. Has some time in California with Stanford and with the Niners. Ten yeah. out of ten would rather see him there than Belichick. 
It's yeah, not that I don't I think agree. Belichick yeah, has it. I, I would just think that there's more likelihood of success with Harbaugh yes. going to the Chargers. I think if U of M can pull it off and win a title, you know, I, I think you're completely right. He has done what he's needed to and can kind of just flee the scene, just kind of like yeah. you said what Pete Carroll yeah. did and just Pete's be one step ahead of him. Still... We start calling them the L.A. cheaters right there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, exactly. So right, I do want to have one for yeah, yeah. the do you care. And all right, right now you probably don't, but think about after the NFL, after the Super Bowl. Four USL t- USFL teams survived the merger with the XFL. Did you know that they were merging, the XFL mm-hmm. and SF? So yes. it may not be that big of a deal right now, but when you want it, you're jonesing for football. Uh, right. That's One week after the right. Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. Are you going to be happy that the four teams that survived were Michigan, Houston, Memphis, and Birmingham? Ah, the old Michigan Panthers. Got to yeah. love uh, that. Only team that went to Rest in peace, Pittsburgh, in New Jersey, New Orleans, and Philadelphia. But Thoughts and prayers. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's you don't think about it that much. You don't care much about it now, but... Two week, two minutes after the Super Bowl, everybody's jonesing for more football. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe Birmingham has won back to back titles in the USFL, if I am correct. So that isn't surprising that they survived. That, that is Houston, true. Houston Roughnecks really good yes. too. PJ Walker, PJ Walker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the, the cool thing about the XFL is that it seems like they're putting more time, money, and effort into it, bringing in the USFL. And this can be kind of used as a minor league, you know, a farm system sure. somewhat. That's why I was wondering if they'd ever do that. I brought that up. Like, what if teams like actually like had a farm system like what baseball, what basketball, and what hockey do mm. just through like an XFL format, you know? Or if it offered players an opportunity to go straight to the USFL, yeah. XFL, as opposed to going to play in college. Although right now, the uh, unlike basketball, um, I believe college football would dominate over. I think mm. a college football team could kick a USFL team. Mm, yeah, I mean, the pants. yeah, I mean, I mean, like Alabama, 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 exactly. yeah, or, yeah, or these guys. Like, there's always the Texas joke about you look like a. A winless team. Like, could Alabama beat this? I think that's two completely different monsters. Yeah. But, I mean, these USFL guys. I mean, P.J. Walker, MVP of the USFL last year, looks horrible in the NFL. Right. Well, isn't, it, uh, isn't that Desmond Ritter? Wasn't that his route, too? No, Desmond no. Ritter. He got drafted from Cincy. Cincy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's no, but, uh, the USFL is where he is bound to wind up in about a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. I was looking into the future. Yeah, 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 Johnny's future. so rude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I, I'm excited. It's kind of fun watching those games. The St. Louis Battlehawks. Like, they get get a chance for some of these guys to get a job. Uh, uh, Aubrey, right, uh, the kicker, yeah. who's uh-huh. been a stud for yeah. your Dallas Cowboys. They'll he have came more from people the in the stands than the, than the uh, Carolina Panthers. That's that true. That's that is true. very true. So, yeah, it's, I think Carolina's USFL team has more. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be Sounds great? Outright. Play the same stadium and they They're, get more. That'd be great. Well, I know that um, I haven't gone down there at all. I didn't go this year, but San Antonio's got a team, so that's going to be your most local uh, team. And, and so they stay, I believe they're still staying alive in the in the merger. Do you have the they list are, of teams? Yes. I'm kind of looking forward right uh, now. Let's see. So last year it was Arlington, Houston, Orlando, San Antonio, D.C., Seattle, okay. St. Louis, Vegas. Now they'll be bringing in another, so there'll be two Houston-based teams now. Wow! Whoa. Oh, get there! Watch out! Never thought Jerry Jones would allow that. There. Yeah. Uh, the the XFL's Roughnecks will be no more though. So, oh okay. no! Yeah, it's a it's it's a, so that's what we're looking at as far as plus the additions of the the Michigan, Houston, Memphis, Birmingham. So there's yeah. going to be your your roster of the Mighty XFL. Michigan Panthers, gotta love it. Hey, that's how Anthony Carter got his that's start. That's how Anthony Carter got his start, and they won a title. That's the only title in professional football that we uh, have uh, post-Super Bowl era. Um, so, yeah, we'll come back, talk a little bit more on Texas recruits. Text in your favorite recruit, most memorable recruit to sign at the Longhorns. Who was it? Want to know? 512-834-1027. This is Three Guys in Sports. We'll be back. 
Welcome back. It's three guys on sports. Noah, I think, is a little delayed. He got delayed. stuck out by the... I think because we started talking it's about Pop-Tarts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stuck yeah. in the vending the, machine. They are doing a national signing from the line from the bathroom. Um, he's getting live, live, uh, live on the scene there, but... Uh, uh, we, uh, please call in, text in with y'all's uh, favorite recruit history of uh, people signing in Texas. I, I love going through this list and realizing, yeah. like, sneakily, Texas, running back university. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The amount of guys that have come through this program and, like, not necessarily been the top recruit of their class even, but the tenure they have in the league, you look at guys, someone that's, like, at the very, very bottom of this list is Deonta Foreman, who is still making waves in the NFL. Yep. Uh, you had uh, Fozzie Whitaker played in the Super Bowl with the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Never forget, one of the best prop bets of all time. Will he get over one and a half yards? Unfortunately, he did not in that <laughs> Panthers Broncos Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, I mean, incredible, incredible running back university here. I don't think it gets enough shine that it deserves. It's tough because you, you got you look to the comparisons of your Earl Campbells, your Ricky Williams, yeah. your Cedric Bensons. I mean, yeah. Jamal Charles. Yeah, I mean, Jamal there's just Charles, been some yeah. amazing running backs that have come in in on the Forty Acres, and so it's great to see when you've got like Bijan, and you don't mm-hmm. look forward to in a couple of weeks when the Falcons come to play the Bears. It's going to be Bijan, Rojan, and Deontay yeah. get to all get together again. Uh, yeah, and, and throw, up maybe throw up the horns. Throw up the horns. And don't worry, uh, I don't think Bijan's going to get hurt in that game because Arthur Smith probably won't use him at all. It makes me so, yeah. Oh, did you see that, too? Switching over real quick. What are we doing? Arthur Blank, which if you have two people named Arthur, Arthur. there can only be one. It cannot be be one of Arthur. And that was was, uh, Dudley Moore. So... (laughs) Yeah, when you've got that, and he's already saying that he's going to keep our, he's going to keep the other Arthur through the season because why not at this point, I guess. But you've got guys on the bench that want to play, and they're not even letting play. Yeah, and it's just it, to me, it's just. But also, is that a case where you got to let the GM go too because he's the one that's mm-hmm. making a lot of these calls and, and bringing these guys in? I don't think that there's no way that. The, 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 all three are bust in Drake London, yeah. uh, Kyle Pitts, and Bijan. I, I just like h- how do you how do you draft in the top ten three times and you don't have a single All Pro out of any of those right. guys? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, Kyle Pitts has no. been in the league for how many how many years already now? This is Look, third four? season. Yeah, Laporte is already Laporte catching up to him in TDs. He yeah. has more TDs, yeah. I believe, already, yeah. which is crazy. And we're not even done with the season. Um, that and I don't think that's his fault. I don't think it's he's playing bad ball. He's got really hasn't had a quarterback throwing to him. I believe his first year, maybe he had the end of Matt Ryan. Um, you know, and Bijan, the thing with Bijan is like he is a absolute stud. We've seen it on the field already. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's went the Falcons, yeah. they just aren't utilizing him at all correctly. I don't know what that is that they're doing. If you're going to drafted him to be a decoy, be a decoy. <laughs> what? what are you doing? Like you, you you draft all these weapons and you can't even get a guy. To first off, pass him the rock, right? Second off, utilize when you draft, what was he, seventh overall? Is yep, that right? Seventh mm-hmm. overall. Seventh yeah. overall running back. You're going to get ridiculed for it. Lions got ridiculed for the way they've used Jameer Gibbs. Took him a second to get introed in, and now look at him. He's already got it's more fantastic. yardage. He's been playing great ball. Bijan has the talent. It's not a Bijan thing. This is no, an Atlanta Falcons thing and an Arthur Smith thing. Yeah. So I, I, well, I mean, just, don't understand that whatsoever. They've got that record now, like you're talking about, and, and that's what you mentioned. I mean, with, with London and with Pitts. None of them are being utilized. None of them. So it's like if you're an Atlanta fan, what are you watching? Right. Yeah. And I get it that the fact that you know they had a thousand yard rusher last year, and you don't just push that person out of the way. But but how do you I not mean, look, you not, look yeah. at what the Bears? I mean, the Lions are doing with David Montgomery right, and right. Jameer Gibbs. They've right. always the been 
uh, units in the NFL there, two-headed monsters at running back that you can get it going. It's a nice change of pace. Bijan maybe catches the ball better out of the backfield. And you can use that as a disguise, and then you run it with him, and he's going to get you four to six yards of carry. When you have Bijan blocking for Cordell Patterson. Bad. Bad news. You've got a guy who's six foot five. And then a man that's almost in his 30s. Yeah, you know? I mean, come on. It just doesn't make any sense what they're doing, but they're going to let him go the last three games, just, just like that. So I, I know if you've uh, maybe made it through your first round of the playoffs in fantasy football, you, you hate to say I'm it, but you have to, on him, you man. Like, I, mean, I have to start the guy. Like I, 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 I personally have to. I mean, I mean, that's my situation right now. I'm fighting for a championship in this playoff series. It's when he gets the rock and they actually utilize him. Man's going to drop 20 points, yeah. right? The man actually does pretty well because he is a very good football player. We know that. Ultimate weapon, but I don't know. I, I think I saw that they're going to go back to Heineke. Does that help? I, I, who it can't, knows? I mean, at this point, it can't hurt. I mean, but Bijan's the kind of guy of he takes three steps, he's 10 yards down the field. Yeah. It's just he's one of those amazing talents where he can just make it look so effortless to get you 10 yards. Mm. And the fact that he just... I get the one game kind of when he had the flu or he wasn't yeah, feeling he good, wasn't feeling well. but still. And then the I mud mean, bowl, no one was throwing bowl, yeah. against in uh, that last week in Carolina. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know how you you spend all that money and you have right. a stud and then you just let it sit in the barn. Well, Arthur Smith did confirm. This just came out actually today. Confirms Falcons will start Taylor Heineke for the last three games. Which to me, I think you've seen uh, what you get out of Desmond Ritter. I, that guy, like you said, I hate to say it, probably XFL is in the future there. I, I, it's just not a starting quarterback. No. It felt like a very, ah, this could work mm-hmm. pick, which how many times does that really work for teams? Like, if See. you're going for a quarterback, man, you got to make sure that's your guy. Like, I, what did they draft him in, second or third round? Yeah, he wasn't a, uh, he definitely wasn't a first round pick. That's the thing, though, with these stuff. I try to get back to that Quinn Ewers point I was making right. is you look at the guys that were going, top three potential and mm-hmm. all those. None of those guys are a guaranteed deal, even if uh, I would I'd say the jury's still out on Trevor Lawrence, even. Right. At this we stats. Yeah. him a generational talent. Man, he's got the same stats in the last 64 games as Danny, Danny Dimes. Dimes. Like, I still think yeah, he's I a better mean, quarterback, but that guy is not the generational talent you just started touching on. That's yeah. not. And we got to stop using that phrase. We do. How often? It's not going to happen. There's too yeah. many generations in the same generation sure. at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you look at these guys and, like, no one's going to be a 100% sure thing. You can say it all you want. But you got to realize you've got some great, talented college quarterbacks. They're going to be going in and drafting and getting them to play for a pretty poor NFL team. I yeah, mean, yeah. There, there's a reason you're getting drafted first or second, because you're going to go to a 1-15 in 15 or 16 team. And all your life, you're getting to pick where you want to go play ball for yep. the most part and where it's going to be the best situation for you. And then at the biggest stage of all, it completely comes out of your control. Right. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's see what he's made out of now. And that's another thing we talk about with Quinn. Quinn. Does he want to step out of what he's got here in Texas to go play for Carolina? Or, you know, mm. do some, I mean, that's another thought there, too. Yeah. It's 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 fascinating what Atlanta's doing over there with a total chance to win that division. They were in the driver's seat and then they lose to the Carolina Panthers, who had one win, uh, nine to was it nine to seven uh, this uh, past Sunday. So uh, interesting stuff in there. I know we want to mention this. Uh, get to it now at twelve thirty, Johnny Rude. We will mm. be still giving away that family pack, family four pack to go see the Hot Wheels, not just monster trucks. The Hot Wheels Monster Trucks. It is Big going to be track. January 12th at the Moody Center. Moody Center, come on. Two of the three shows are sold out, so you only wow. can get tickets to the January 13th show. It's all right. But we have a four-pack. We'll give those Four-pack for you. We will be giving a word. Sorry, he's going to cook up something for us like he did last uh, last episode yesterday. 
Uh, text that in for a chance to win those. I know some people missed out yesterday. Our guy, Paul, from the 04 won the first pair, uh, or two pairs, uh, the pack itself. So uh, be ready for that here in about a half hour. Uh, any news, though, Johnny, over there? I know you're kind of watching the... We do have the latest one. I didn't make any noise because it was during the commercials, but (laughs) consensus top recruit Jeremiah Smith has kept his word. He signed with the Ohio State Buckeyes. There you go. A huge win for Ryan Day. Mm. Uh, This gentleman was a number one overall player, so he kept his verbal commitment, as I mentioned. He's considered a generational talent. There it is. A generational talent. At receiver, and he's now going to be the next in line of excellent Buckeye catch passers like... Uh, Garrett Wilson. Oh, the other generational Olave. talent, Marvin oh, Harrison Jr. Yeah. Roddy Marv, of course. So congratulations, Ohio State, even though I don't like you. Nope, don't like him, but uh, I saw a picture you tweeted uh, yesterday. It was like, how are you letting Orion Day get away with this? It was just a picture of C.J. Stroud, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jackson Smith and Jigba all standing there. And that, How did that team not win a title? I mean, those guys I are know, all yeah. going to be stars. They already are. A crazy last-second field goal for one of them, that's for Shank. sure. And Auburn, yeah. Yeah. Auburn sneaks in right now, gets a top-five recruit. Hugh Freeze, yo. They just pulled wide receiver Cam Coleman. So Coleman, he, okay. he's off the list now. So You're you off the list. See that. Uh, yeah, so it is National Recruiting Day, so we'll be keeping you posted throughout the day. Uh, some NBA news. We're actually going to touch a little bit of basketball. John Morant mentioned this earlier. John Morant... Uh, his return officially from his suspension. 25 games, he's back, and he's still yeah. shooting. He's Let me still tell shooting. you, dude. <laughs> All the time I saw, uh, uh, like on Twitter, it was like, had the uh, mask uh, for the Green Goblin, like, you know, from Edge yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. Pick it up. Pick, Pick it, it up. up. And it's talking about him on Instagram Live after that last one, because that's how he's been, you know, obviously <laughs> getting, getting in trouble showing off uh, his Glock. But, uh, yeah, no, he, he gets 34 points and his first game back. Um, Nails the buzzer beater for yeah, the buzzer dude. beater. It was a big game for him and, and Memphis, who I know has been somewhat struggling. I don't know exactly where they're standing. In Seven and nineteen on the season. More than and just they struggling. They are uh, the 13th current seed in the Western Conference. Wow. Not even looking at the play-in yet. John Morant come comes back from suspension. Says he's a new man. Had a lot of time to think and reflect. We'll see. Still is a baller for sure. He kept uh, the receipts. That's kept the receipts is what he said. His receipts on his own doing. But, you know, that's all right. Well, you know, whatever is going to motivate you, man. Uh, we are three guys on sports. Johnny, Sawyer, Noah, coming back. We will touch a little bit more on recruiting. We'll do a little draft, I believe. Get a little crazy with the, the best names in football. Uh, and just in all of sports. And then also be ready at 1230. We'll be te- text us for the chance to get that four pack of tickets to Monster Trucks. Coming back.